Welcome to Comedians Talking Sports, the podcast where comedians talk sports. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Thanks for checking out the podcast. You can give us a like on Facebook. That's Comedians Talking Sports with Joe Kilgallen. Follow us on Twitter. That's at Comedy Sports Pod. Give myself a follow at Joe Kilgallen. If you don't want to spell Kilgallen at this point, pause this shit right now. K-I-L-G-A-L-L-O-N. We're also proud to be part of the Punch Drunk Sports Comedy Network. Go to punchdrunksports.com. There's a whole boatload of uh, great sports comedy podcast uh, material there for you. I'm still chewing gum because I'm unprofessional, but uh, Brody Stevens has one. He's a really funny dude. I believe the Punch Drunk guys themselves with uh, Sam Tripoli and Ari Shafir and uh, Jason Teebs. They're all on one, and there's there's a bunch of other ones. I clearly did not do enough homework to give you more than two examples of podcasts they have. I only know the two, but I, I think Kate Quigley has one on there. I think... Bert Kreischer have a podcast on there? I don't know. There's a lot of funny people, and it's all sports and comedy uh, related, so I think you'll dig it. I want to thank everyone for checking out the podcast last week. Got a lot of good reviews on that. Uh, my buddy Herb Lawrence, executive producer over at The Score Sports Radio, uh, the Lawrence Holmes Show, as well as Chicago Cubs Baseball was our guest, and he was great. Give him a follow. He's Wall 23 That's simply Lawrence23, uh, Lawrence backwards, and then you know, good old Michael Jordan number 23 right there. Uh, really funny dude, and he's a great follow on Twitter. Any other plugs out the gate? Uh, yeah. Also, if you're in the Chicago area this Thursday, I am headlining the Improv in Schaumburg at the Woodfield Mall, which I heard is the third biggest mall in America. So we could get a Cinnabon before or after the show. Your call. Um, so I'll be doing about 45 or an hour. And this is a lot of a lot of new material. So come on out. I, I need people to tell me if I suck or not because it's, it's new stuff. But I think it's going to kick ass. I think you're going to like it. And other than that, um, yeah, thanks for checking out the podcast. I'm very pumped about today's episode because this is a dude that I was becoming pretty good friends with. I say pretty good because, you know, who knows what our friendship would have gone if I would have stayed in Chicago. We could have ended up becoming the best of enemies. But no, it's a really good dude, really funny stand-up who I got to know right before I moved to L.A. And I'm happy that I'm back here so I, just so I could have him on the podcast. He is the creator of the Whiskey Journal, which I can't recommend enough, whiskeyjournal.com. That's simple. I'm glad I'm looking at him right now. Some people have a the in front of it. Whiskey Journal, right? The it's the is it the whiskeyjournal.com? Yeah, we, we listen. We did not listen to Justin Timberlake. You got to man. I know. I, I wish got, we would have. I got to take this gotta, gum out of my yeah, mouth because you got to do really, something with that. It was really gross and it was way up in my teeth. Um, Here you go. Stick it on the bottom of this. Cool. That was my water anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. You got a cap for it. That is Kyle Scanlon, everybody. How you doing, Kyle? Good, man. How about yourself? Good. Sorry that I, I gave you the plug wrong. Uh, the Whiskey Journal. But That's you're also okay. part of The Lincoln Lodge. And yeah. that is TheLincolnLodge.com too, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. No one listens Love to... Love the those. Yeah. You know, I, I've i been helping um, Tony Valley with the Whip Theater right now. The Whip Theater? It is the, it's now the Whip Comedy Theater. Which oh, is you good. Took, you got to throw out. comedy in there. The wi- well, it should be whip comedy you're... theater. I don't know. I get. I always want to simplify things. I hate. I'm not good at a lot of stuff tech wise, but the one thing I'm good at is simplifying things. Where it's like, no, no, just do this. It's cleaner. The problem is we're at an age where all the people we know, late 20s, early 30s, and they, I don't know if it was like they had they weren't allowed to be artists, whatever small town they're from. So you deal with these people who you go. You ever work with a graphic designer or a graphic yeah. artist and you're like, dude, this is a clusterfuck what you just made me. I wanted it something simple. And they're just like, well, that what you wanted was too easy. And I'm like, That's no, what, easy what, is what good. Easy sells. Like if you look at all the top websites, all their logos are easy as shit. Yeah. YouTube's logo is red and white. It's just right now. It's just a red and a play button. It's that easy. Facebook is light blue with it's an that F. F. It's yeah. a fucking F. 
Google's a G. Who knows? Yeah, it could go fuck yourself, you know? But yeah, anyway, sorry I went on that uh, tangent there. No, I mean, you had it in your heart. I wanted you to get it I just wanted to get it out because I I just, I I was annoyed with, um, you got, the Whiskey Journal's cool though, because it's the Whiskey Journal. I guess you could have done WhiskeyJournal.com. It's the same difference. Um, Yeah. The Lincoln Lodge, LincolnLodge.com. The number of times I would go, I would go to the Lincoln Lodge's website because you guys would switch the showtime so much. Not when you were yeah, running. Yeah, whenever it, they there's... ran like multiple shows. Yeah, so I'd be like, all right, what, what, what time is this show again? Who else is on it? And I'd go to the website and I'd always go to LincolnLodge.com and then it would be give me some weird. It's a hotel. And so like, hope, yeah, it's something uh, like that. Champagne, right? I think. Yes, I think you're right. And then I'd have to go, motherfucker, and retype it. Basically, I hate people who make me retype one word, and that word is the word the. <laughs> and that's why uh, like you've it. invited me to be on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, so just so you could listen. Lecture me about the word the for four minutes. Yeah, because you're part of two websites who have done that, and it's really it's stupid, oh. Kyle. Yeah, we're oh, sorry that we're making the internet harder for you. Right, just make we're it easy, Really man. sorry. I'm not that bright. All right, so we're going to talk a lot about basketball. Good. We talked a lot about basketball last week. Uh what we talked about before this was my podcast last week was the day before the NBA finals was over. Okay. So I didn't get to recap the finals and who better than you, Kyle, who oh, you used man. to have a podcast called yeah. the last NBA fan. Yeah. And was that because you were under the impression that the NBA was dying or because there uh, weren't just as many fans anymore. You just wanted to call it that. I like the name and, uh, no, it's a cool name. And I, uh, even the last NBA like... fan would have been fine. You didn't need to put the on. <laughs> no, I'm just good, good, good. No, I felt like I was like, uh, kind of by myself in liking the NBA for a while. I, you know what? There were some dark years there. Um, the Tim Floyd Bulls years. I would say the the early 2000s, there were some exciting players, but... It got weird for a while. It, there was a couple years Like, there after that like, little Lakers dynasty broke up, it was kind of just like this weird... Yeah, you had the Pistons. Whatever place. Which was a fun team, but it's like... And then the Spurs won in 05. You, and then you get excited, and then you look around, and you're like, no, no one gives a shit. Yeah, that, I can understand that. Right now, the NBA, I, it's Better weird. Than... It's, we'll, we'll get to that. Because I'm not disagreeing with you right off the bat with that. I, there's a lot I like about the NBA. <laughs> we'll have plenty to disagree But with, I, I just want to lay this out, because it's such a weird thing. I couldn't believe this when I read this. The regular season had some of its lowest ratings in a long time. The finals, yeah, the regular season ratings, like for individual games and stuff, yeah. were, were pretty bad. Um, or bad compared to what it was in the last few years. But still not great. The finals were the, the second highest since the 98 finals with Jordan and, and, you, and Carl Malone. They had like 20 million viewers. Yeah, they did. Like the finals were huge. So it's one of those things where it's the point that a lot of people are making. Who gives a shit about the regular season? We know it's going to be Golden State and Cleveland. Cut those games down. Maybe, but they'll never do that because they're still making yeah. money. I mean, they're still selling the they're the still NFL, selling the games out. The NFL still... makes tons of money though, and they only have you know yeah, sixteen, they, seventeen weeks. Yeah, so that sometimes I do. I, I'm always crossed about that as a fan because I look at the NFL and what they do so right is they make every game so important because it's yeah. once a week. They own a day, and I thought they were getting greedy with the Thursday game. I do too. I don't watch Thursday. Games. I really barely do either because it's annoying. I'm just it's usually it's been a bad game. It's yeah. usually like Cincinnati versus Tampa, and you're like, I don't care, and then. And then, you know, Saturday, you got college football. I'm not really that into college football. I'll watch it when it gets – I'll watch a few bowl games. If there's a player that people really go crazy for, I'll try to check that guy out. Uh, But, yeah, Sunday, they own the whole day. It's great. Yeah. You wake up, you set your fantasy football roster, and then you you drink and eat food and watch it. It's great. Noon until And then even the Monday night is kind of like that bonus carrying you over because Monday is such a shitty day. I think think the Thursday they were killing it. I remember Mark Cuban had this whole article that he wrote for – some sports website just talking about the greed of the NFL is going to be its downfall eventually. And I don't think he's wrong. Yeah, but like 
the NBA has the same problem. With 82 regular season games, by the end of it, if you play all the playoff games, you're playing over 100 games. It's like, a lot. It wears. That's why I like. I agreed with the strategy that really Pop started, and Cleveland picked up on it, and a few of the other smarter teams of resting their players. Yeah, look at the playoffs. The whole entire series, every series had an injured superstar. Every series, and it really did make Golden State's path to the final so much easier. I yeah. feel like they've had that a few years. I remember the one year they were facing the Clippers without Paul and Blake, and Dandre Jordan was kind of banged up too. So yeah. I'm like, this is this team is such a cakewalk. Because when I watched the Golden State Warriors, well, before Durant, because with Durant now it's just... It's not that fun. I don't uh, finish a lot of Warriors games. Well, because they're just up by so much, and it's yeah. just, it's like an all-star game. It sucks. Like, the all-star game I kind of watch for the festivities, and I'll check out, like... I, I mean, I watched it when I was younger because it was like, oh, it was the all-star game. But now yeah. that you're an adult and you actually could go out to bars and do that instead, or talk, yeah. you know, have more. there's more options for you. I don't. It's kind of background noise to me. The All Star game. Every year, you'll see the I'll highlight of whatever the best dunk is a hundred yeah. times the next day. Anyway, so you don't have to watch the game. I'll watch it, but every year I regret watching it. I talk myself into it, and then I'm like, "Yeah, no, I can't miss the All Star game. Can't miss it." Then I watch it, and I'm like, "This is like watching a practice. This they, sucks." I know so they hard. suck in all sports, All Star games. Yeah. To me, it's like watching a show where it's like a bunch of good comedians, but there's no audience. And so yeah. everyone's just dicking around. Yeah, or if they were just like, yeah, you can't use any of your own. You can't use any prepared material. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, like just crowd so work for like two hours? Uh, yeah. This it's is just, for it's... idiots. <laughs> I mean, the Pro Bowl, the only reason they have it in Hawaii was to get the players to go. Because if the NFL, yeah, because they're like, oh, it's a free trip to Hawaii. they do it the week after. They do it the week. Oh, no, they do it the week in between. Which, oh, yeah. yeah, they used to do it the week after, and they realized no one watches. So they're like, all right, we got that that two-week stretch between the NFC and AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Why not throw something in the middle there? Which I get. That's not bad, but it's not like it satisfies anyone's appetite. Everyone's no. like, Man, I can't wait to the Super Bowl. Well, shit, at least we got the Pro Bowl next week. Like, yeah. no one cares. No it's one like, gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. You know, Bowl. every now and then they'll do something fun. I remember one year they had Marshawn Lynch, I think, playing um, linebacker. They just threw him at linebacker like, for a couple players. Hurt? That's my only. That's I know that's my thing that's with why games. usually they don't go or they don't play defense and all yeah. that kind of stuff. They just don't care. Baseball is all star game. There's rarely does someone get hurt except for that famous Pete Rose play where he barreled into the catcher and it kind of ended that guy's career in an all star game, which is which is pretty brutal. You should be able to sue Pete Rose for a large amount of money for that. You I, you think right? Yeah, you should be able to sue him for just. That haircut he God sported damn. for all those years. When he is that haircut alone is why he shouldn't be back allowed in the Hall of Fame or commentating. Why are they putting he, him on oh TV? Oh God, he was terrible during the. I haven't listened to him throughout the playoffs. Sucked because oh. this was like the year I was so I I told everyone before the season started the Cubs are going to win the World Series. Yeah, and I'm actually I have a, a clip of me on local Chicago television that WCAU Morning that, yeah. Show right where I said that was in September of 2015 where I'm like, look, You'll it might not happen this year. The Cubs are going to make a run, and I think they'll win a series in the playoffs, I said, but it's going to happen within the next few years. And then I said, I won't have a baby until they win. They won. Four months later, my son was born. I timed it out right because yeah. I was that confident. I really was. And then they have to listen to – Frank Thomas and Alex Rodriguez were amazing. Uh, Alex <laughs> Rodriguez, when did he become likable? I always thought he was kind of a douche and then like put him in front of a microphone, and he's like a different dude. Yeah, I don't know what it is because I remember just being like, why can't you be just a little bit cooler – like as a in post game yeah. interviews as a player, yeah. as a player, he always seemed like Very robotic. I don't know, maybe the, just going from Seattle to Texas to New York and that huge contract, he had a lot of money to protect, he had a lot of money to protect. So I think he just got a little bit like uh, you know, and, and being in the circus that is the Yankees, I probably think he just kind of like came off very dickish. Yeah, and then I think he just kind of got resound to his fate. All right, 
I'm not going to get 700 home runs. I kind of tarnished my image there a little bit. The only thing I could do now is repair that and then just give back to the game of baseball, be likable or whatever, and try to get in that way because he is pretty awesome. Yeah, as he's a, great as an announcer. Yeah, and, and doing his commentary as an analyst is fantastic. Same with Frank Thomas. Who Frank Thomas was always likable though, but Pete Rose. They did one thing where the three of them were talking about hitting, and that was great. So if you look that up on YouTube, everyone, you'll enjoy that. But whenever he does like the stuff like the in-game, yeah. you can tell he's a guy that doesn't do his homework. He doesn't know anything, and he always has that look on his face like he's about ready to say something sort of racist. Yes, he does. Like, yeah. where you're just like, God, please don't let him talk well, about Asian people. Looks like relax back there. He looks like a Mexican. <laughs> he's not. He's Venezuelan. He looks, oh, you know, right. the, they got a lot of love, the Latin players. They they play with pride. And Fire You almost seem like he's got it in his head where he's like, uh-oh, I forgot where I was for a second there. I'm not at the bar. All right, but back to basketball so you i know you're under the train of the the school of thought that right now it's been it's the best it's ever been uh uh competition wise no okay but uh athletically yeah i mean i think it's impossible what are you arguing against science no no you can't argue against science there my thing is this and i think i come off sometimes i'll I'll, (laughs) all right all right (laughs) there you go coming right at it i like it what happens is there are so many people, and with social media, you don't see what I see on my timeline, and yeah. I don't see what you see on your timeline, so it's 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 a little annoying, because I legitly like LeBron legitly. James. I'm, no, I'm looking you in the eyes, because I want you to know this, because I think people don't believe I like LeBron James, because yeah. they see me on threads going, hold on, hold on, no, he did this, and then this. Boy. I'm not protecting Jordan, because Jordan doesn't need protecting. What I'm doing is correcting people who say things that are flatly wrong, and I could tell that they didn't watch both areas, and not that you need to. But it does definitely helps. I'm going to take the word of the person who's lived through both eras better. But what's so yeah. annoying to me is how much that you can't even say anything about LeBron that's a critique without his fans coming out of the woodwork. I, I critiqued one thing about his play at the end of game three. And I had people saying, oh, what, Jordan and Pastor Kerr? Jordan and Pastor Kerr? And I'm like, I'm not talking about Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'm not. And also when Jordan passed to Kerr, it was, Jordan was being double teamed. LeBron had a step on I green. I was okay with that pass, though. Because you're throwing I, it to I, Kyle Korver, who's like Kyle Korver. He hasn't been Kyle Korver lately, He though. hasn't been Kyle Korver That in was five my years, only point. But... And that's my argument. Normally, I agree with you, LeBron making the best basketball play. You yeah. Know, he, I think he kind of coined that phrase himself. Because people got mad at him years ago saying, why are you passing to Mario Chalmers? You're LeBron James. And he goes, I make the best basketball player. If I feel like someone's wide open, I'm going to give them the ball instead of taking a contested shot on my own. Yeah. He doesn't it's like the style of play that he's it's the style of play. Yeah. But I think that's where I'm backtracking a little bit too. You said the NBA is better than ever because of athleticism, but the competition, which I agree with you on that. My thing is, and what makes me come off as an old man, Dick, like you just said, or a hater <laughs> is because shit. the NBA right now, should be the best it's ever been because players are more athletic, although there's some skill parts of the game that I feel like are lacking. But as far as athleticism, you're right. The players are faster. They're stronger. Yes, definitely. This is the most athletic the league's ever been. It's most athletic any sport has ever been. This is just that's how science and human evolution work, like Steve Kerr was saying. It's crazy to watch, like, NFL receivers now. Like, I remember as a kid, like, NFL receivers, if they, like, stretched their – like, you know, got both feet in bounds – and made it like a stretch catch. You were like, "Wow, what an amazing play!" Now you see that like it's twenty a couple times, times a game. A game. Yeah. yeah, those one-handed catches used to be. Oh, that's Sports Center top ten. Now you're like, maybe not because there's maybe been not. nine other catches. Maybe it's just not there. even like, the best play in the game. Yeah, it, it is. They're, they're incredible. Running backs are strong. Everything like that. Um, shelf lives are going down, but that's probably because they're getting hit harder, and we know yeah. more about concussions. And I think we're guarding against it, which is a better thing. 
you know, you don't want a bunch of guys loopy all of a sudden, you know, 45 year olds just drooling. That's not fun for anybody. So, but I think my, my problem with the NBA is that I'm frustrated with it because I love the sport of basketball. It's one of my favorite sports to play. Even, you know, I was playing in a weekly game in LA that I, I was playing the first two years I played every week. Then I got out of the rhythm of it. Uh, and I was afraid to go back cause I just wasn't in good shape. I was telling you that earlier. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I gotta start working out. Um, is that it should be amazing. And my, and that's the same problem I have with LeBron James. I have a frustration with him because he should be the greatest player of all time. He's not. And I feel like he might come up short because now he's, we're going into age 33, 34, 35. A lot of people like to say, well, LeBron's career average is 27. Jordan's was 30. LeBron's not going to finish with a career average he's of 27. Gonna it's going to go down yeah. a little bit. That's just how it goes. And and I'm I'm not knocking he's him. probably going to go closer to 24, 25. Yeah, it probably will be by the end. But I think his assistance rebounds will go up. It could be because I see him being more he, – he'll age well. Yeah, because he's going to – I think as he ages, he'll And his he'll shooting go, percentage will stay yeah. high because – what's made his shooting percentage really spiked the last six, seven years is yeah. he's played with a couple other all-stars. So he hasn't needed to take contested shots five years the ago. Early he years. Shoot. Yeah, he couldn't, his jump shots gotten a lot better and he, he's smarter with when he takes his jump shot where, you know, pre Miami heat days, his field goal percentage was probably 48, 47%. Yeah. And you know, when you add a couple all-stars on, you know, and Wade and Bosch and then Kyrie and love, you don't have to take nearly as many contested shots. Team configuration is big on so many stats, oh, which huge. you get, because I've talked to you about stuff like that, and the average NBA fan doesn't get, which always irks me a little bit. It's, There's certain stats they talk about where, like I remember, I was I was making a case for Kawhi Leonard for being like the most underrated player, and definitely should be. Probably I, I is was, the most underrated. Yeah, player. I think I was okay with him being top three in MVP because, yeah. although he took a few off games too. Now that I think about it, my thing with LeBron was that although his rebounds and assists were higher than they ever been, his advanced numbers were a little bit lower. And it's a regular season award, so if you're going to take off regular season games, you shouldn't be as eligible as the other players. And LeBron doesn't give yeah. a shit. He doesn't you know care. I mean? He doesn't care about that award. He's, he's playing for a ring. He's the Popovich of players, though. Yeah. It's like we don't really need to give him the award for everyone to know that he's the best. No, yeah, LeBron James is the best player in basketball. That's yes, of course. Um, I'm not going to say the, there were some people trying to say is Durant better now. No, Shut it's up. still LeBron's league. If anything, though, that was maybe a passing of the torch type of thing where yeah, after like, a year or two, because Durant's defense was insane. And I know, yeah, he's playing with three all stars. LeBron's but playing his, with two. So it's not like it's, you but know, he was so good on defense. It was like two Draymond Greens out there. Like the help defense that he like and he's shot so blocking. long. So his he's help defense is, yeah, he's, and his arms are seven, five. I feel yeah. like, and but he was he's smarter. I felt like he repositioned himself. Someone in Golden State taught him how to get lower. Yeah, because there was a few plays there. Look, LeBron got his points on it, but there was a few plays there where LeBron had to pass the ball off, and not just LeBron, a few other people because he was getting lower. Yeah, and I noticed that difference because I always I mean, thought so I always good. thought Durant played just a little too straight up on D. And I think a lot of times in Oklahoma, he like played more of a three instead of a four yeah i would agree with you there he should be playing a four on d and then on offense let him do whatever the hell he wants yeah because he's probably the most dynamic scorer i've ever seen as he's far as being able to get hit from the outside inside and do all that other stuff just jordan's the greatest scorer but as far as a variety of how to score durant yeah. i would have to say above jordan oh yeah i would still give the ball to jordan you know if i had one shot but the way durant could just pull up from three and do all that other kind of stuff but it's yeah, and that's another thing too. I'm sick and tired of, and I'm sure you're sick of it too. I'm sick of comparing the eras. There's no reason to compare them. They're so different that like, 
Dude, we're talking about like '90s basketball where you could literally just back down defenders. Like so much so that that went on that they made like the John Starks rule where it's like you can't have your back to the basket for five seconds because that's how people were playing basketball. Yeah, scores that, it was were a different like game. eighty-eight to ninety-two, like even lower in some cases. We're talking about yeah. like a zone defense you can play legally. Then like of like at least where like as long as you're close to your guy that you're Which guarding that switched during the year yeah that switched it, about like 12 years ago or something yeah like and, it, and and it went back too. yeah when i remember in the late 80s it was one-on-one then they switched to zone then they went back to one-on-one then they went to zone again i'm not a big fan of zone i'm not i like one-on-one better yeah. too because then when someone scores you go that was your man yep, that was you know because we're stand-up comedians <laughs> yeah. we like to have it all yeah, enough. that's why all. i don't like improv no. because i'm like that guy said something stupid but why'd you take it there in the yeah. first place why am i losing as a team this sucks yeah you'd rather have that individual <laughs> aspect about it too selfish and that's why people love basketball and i think because one individual could change everything you know that's why yeah. i think everyone has gotten annoyed with the whole super team thing and of course there have been great teams before but the idea, and I do blame LeBron. I do. I have no problem because, and I blame Wade and I blame Bosch. All three of them got together over brunch. They had mimosas on the table, which is fine. I love a good mimosa. And they decided, where are we going to go? So they formed like a unit. We're the top yeah. three. Where are we going to go? Bosch was not a top three. Top three free agent. Okay. He was a top thought, three I thought you were going to say top three player. No, he was, was like, like, he was probably top 15 player. I was going to walk out of here. No, he was top 15, but I mean, those <laughs> were the top three. You think he was three. top 15? Off that season, yeah. If you look at his numbers the season before, Yeah, but he played 15. for the Raptors. That was like Kevin Love trash numbers. Yeah, no, I like, know. Because someone like, has to get the rebounds yeah. and points. And I, I mean, that. it's like you still have to score But Bosch points. still played good that first year. Bosch played yeah. good the first two years. Was banged up in the third year. And then the fourth year... I think he might have been okay, but now he's, he's going to die. Now. He's going to die, I feel like. He can't play basketball anymore. <laughs> he can't play it's basketball sad. anymore. I could dig up his stats, but I remember I remember looking at this not that long ago because I wanted to revisit the Dallas series with Miami. Yeah. And, um, a, that and was LeBron like was third in scoring. That was my first series here whenever I lived in Your Chicago. First here, yeah, it was 2010-2011 season. Mm-hmm, 2011-2011. And because um, and that, that was another thing. I was trying to tell people the difference between losing and choking. Now, I... Give LeBron James blame for that loss because he didn't play well. He just kind of melted down. He did. He melted down. It I was, mean, he was still only 26, 27. Maybe he didn't know where he fit yet. And I feel like that's a problem LeBron's had where he's this hybrid player. Sometimes he's Magic Johnson. Yeah. And sometimes he has the ability to be Michael Jordan. We saw it in this series in the first half when he would just drive just to the basket, drive people. to the basket, drive to the basket. And you're like, I love attack mode LeBron. Attack and there was like LeBron's a point where favorite. he was just fucking like it, throw me the ball in the post. I got it. I'm going yeah. up against anybody he was, in the post. Yeah, he gets into that, like, I, give me the ball, get out of my way mode. But in his heart, he doesn't have that. Like, I know. I, I'm, and that's, I'm the that's biggest the hybrid, LeBron though. supporter. I love him to death. But uh, he doesn't have that thing like Kobe and MJ do where it's just, like, this killer instinct of where, like, those dudes don't give a shit if they come off like an asshole. All they care about is winning. Yeah. They don't care about anything else. And they're both assholes. Oh, they're, yeah, huge assholes. Huge assholes. Oh, there's no argument. Nobody in the right mind would argue who the better human being is, Michael Jordan yeah. or LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James is a better guy. He gives uh, charities. He seems like more nice to fans and everything. Yeah. Although I have Michael Jordan's come fly with me, and he was very nice to fans in his first few years. I think he then just got way yeah. too big. I think, he, I mean, like, think People about forget it. what, like, I mean, the, the NBA was the fourth sport until Magic and Larry really started doing their thing. And it was like, even then was like just starting. Just starting. No and one understands Jordan brought that. to the next level. 
That's why I remember our buddy XL, Xavier yeah. Lamont. He was trying to say like he don't listen to anything he says. I know, but it was I didn't. Sometimes. I didn't even want to jump into it with him because he was saying that LeBron <laughs> is clearly a better businessman. And I said you can't even do that because Jordan paved the way for everything we see today. Yeah. So yes, LeBron I bought should Jordans be, this year. I know people are still <laughs> buying Jordans. If people are still buying LeBrons, you know, twelve years after he's last yeah. played a game, then fine. But again, I don't even like that comparison because all the players in the NBA today should be better at business than Jordan in the sense that they get to see what Jordan did wrong yeah. as a player early going and all that other stuff. Uh, XL's whole point was that Jordan should own a bigger piece of Nike or whatever. And I'm like, well, they gave him the Jumpman brand and all that kind He's of stuff. An like, entire brand. Yeah, because he was saying that LeBron's shoe deal was more lucrative. And I'm like, yes, because Jordan's shoe deal was like the first of its kind. Yeah. They gave him $3 million, which was huge then. I mean, what did you did you think Jordan's going to have the wherewithal to be like, well, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to win 10 scoring titles, six rings, three steals titles, defensive player of the year, be all NBA, everything, all the time. I want a billion up front. Like, yeah. no, you, no, that's that, not how that works. Also, if you look at, like, Jordan did plenty to, like, pioneer, like, s- athletes making a ton of money. Up until, like, a couple years ago, like, in the last, like, year or two, I think, he had the highest paying contract in, like, 96. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. he made, like, 32 million <laughs> or something like if that. If you look at their payroll from that year, it's insane. He makes almost more than the rest of the team makes. Yeah. Well, because he had combined. gotten gypped that first three-peat. He made like yep. $3 million a year that first Yeah, three-peat. and Pippen's on like a $3 mil contract, too. Yeah, they're both about one. equal on that one, too. It's You wonder, like, I hate listening to, like, uh, like Barkley and a bunch of those older guys, like, talk. Because they all, also, if you don't like the NBA, please don't commentate on it. Like, please, like, if you're, if you don't like the I, NBA, like, I don't want to hear you complain about something I like all the time. That also I, gives see, you pages. that's exactly what is happening right now. Because there are people who like the NBA so much, they get mad with the negativity that's going towards it. Yeah. My negativity I have towards the NBA is because I, I know it should be better. Yeah. I have this towards that's the NFL a, now, that's too. That's fine, though. The NFL right now, there's things they're doing that really irk me too, and I'll save that for when football rolls around again. And I want these sports to be better because I like them as sports. And I I know right now we're in this weird like, all right, because now now Paul George is straight up told Indiana, I'm not going to resign with you. I want to be a Laker. I kind of I like that move by both parties though. Cause... I kind of do too because it's like I used to hate how much control the owners had, so now I like that the yep. players are taking control. But then it's also like, all right, now Indiana's fucked. And that's another franchise that is just like screwed in the sense that they have no leverage in a trade. Well, keep this in mind. So Kevin Love did the same thing to the Timberwolves. And they ended up getting a number one, Andrew Wiggins. I mean, but they ended up getting Andrew Wiggins out of a deal with them. And that's not like, I mean, that's conceivable that they could, Indiana could get. Not a number one pick because this draft class is too good. Yeah, but they could get a top ten pick out of him. Maybe they could like. I mean, they. they I've heard that the they, thing is, the with Lakers being, won't give up young guys, and that's a big the Lakers thing. don't want to give up young guys, especially since he says he wants to be a Laker. They might just say just this is a year. They know, yeah, they're going to wait another year because this is still another yeah. part of the process for them. This is gonna, another rebuilding year. for Learn the Lakers. something from the mistake Carmelo made. Yeah, like learn <laughs> something because the fucking Knicks gutted that team to get Melo there. And if you look back, the Nuggets won more games since that trade than the Knicks have. Oh, I believe that for sure. Carmelo Anthony. But, like, Gallo, like, Wilson Chandler, like, that that trade was, like, loaded with all these, like, great pieces that would have fit around Melo's style of going ISO and passing out to these, like, three-point shooters. And you trade them all, and it's like, yeah, we suck now. Yeah, I know, because, yeah, they didn't think about 
the compliments to him. Yeah, man, New York is such a. Are you a Phil Jackson fan or no? No, I've never. Been. I, I even when he was winning with the Bulls, I thought he was overrated. Really? Yeah, okay. I so, do. See, we're we're like a year or two apart in age. Uh-huh. How old are you? Thirty? I'm thirty one. Okay, I'm thirty two. So we're only a year apart. But do you remember those? Did yeah. you? Were you a vivid yeah, fan yeah. of those eras? I remember specifically watching. You know, NBA on Sunday was huge. Yeah. The NBA on NBC, that Sunday game, the regular Sunday. season Sunday game was amazing. The Bulls would often get it because they were the most popular team in the world. And I remember watching those games with my uncles, and they would be frustrated with Phil Jackson because they would say, hey, you know why Jordan's so great in the fourth quarter and people always talk about how he takes over in the fourth quarter? It's because of the stupid rotations Phil Jackson would do in the third quarter that would make it so that Jordan would have to put the team on his back to yeah. overcome 10, 12-point <laughs> deficits yeah. by giving Judd Bushler too many minutes in the second half. And, and players like that. And he would frustrate me. I mean, I get why Phil Jackson, they call him the Zen master. He was very good at, you know, making a, a locker room get along. It's a lot like Joe Madden with the Cubs in that sense. Yeah. Joe Madden will do things that frustrates the average fan. I'm okay with a lot of his moves because it's switching baseball. A lot of lineups and, and, yeah, switching like up that. the lineups and stuff like that. I'm all right with that. Sometimes he gets a little too cute with it. But where he is so invaluable is how he would just make these young players relax. Yeah, you know they would have you know people. I remember hearing some old man on calling in the local sports radio, the score in Chicago, saying like, "Oh, maybe the Cubs need to stop playing dress up and start focusing a little bit, huh?" Eh. And I'm like, "No, idiot! The playing dress up is what made them relax in October last yeah. year. It's what made them chill out where they could actually, you know, play the game and not be worried because some sixty year old jerk off who never saw them win a World Series would boo them if they did one little thing wrong." Yeah, or they they check. God forbid they check their like Twitter admin. Yeah, and, like, I th- oh. you know just. I don't know. I, you know how sports fans are. They're very volatile, especially bandwagon jumping fans. Ugh. I hear the Cubs right now are 500, but they're only two games out of first place. People don't realize so, it doesn't matter before the All-Star break. It really. does not. No, as long as you're – I understand if you're a 500 team and you're 15 games out, yeah, have some panic. But if you're – we're one weekend away from being yeah. in first place, and there's so much baseball to go. And I know these people are like, I'm not satisfied with just one World Series. I'm like, yeah, but could you at least acknowledge that baseball isn't football, what? where if you're off to a mediocre start, you're, you're fucked for the season? Yeah. All right. Um, I, this is when I how would you fix ba- basketball though? This is when you start watching it. But like, how would you fix it in a sense that you'd want more parity in the league? Uh, so a couple things I would do is I really, really like things that frustrated me is uh, the continuation rule. I really fucking hate. The oh, when a guy gets fouled at half court and takes four yeah, steps and chucks and just up the ball, chucks and it's up a, some horse shit. Yeah, like, it's not stupid. a basketball play to me. It's the same. Well, as, that's rules of the game. But is there anything you would do? We'll get to that. But is there anything you'd do to change the salary cap? I know they had the the latest CBA tried well, to do that. They raised it too much last year, and it was like this. So they raised it too much at once, and so it created this like weird window where for one year only, like the Warriors could would, sign Kevin Durant. would be able to sign Kevin Durant. Because they got Curry on the cheap with that like four year forty four, and like Clay's on the cheap, Draymond's on the cheap. Like they got all these guys like super cheap and locked up, so they're fine with it. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if there's a great way to fix it other than just like I think you can't let people overspend. I kind of wish that you could do the amnesty again. I really liked that. Yeah, I like that too. I almost wish. I almost think they should. I, I, create a franchise tag essentially like the way the nfl does it that way these small market teams could hold on to their stars a little bit longer well they fixed it at least now to where if you're you know if you're if you're up for as a free agent you can make the most amount of money by staying with your team which is good uh that's how it should be but like that's why you see a lot of signing trades and stuff like that but that's that's what it's going to create a ton of signing trades yeah i i still it's one of those things because the nba is such a star driven league that these players would be like 
look, I'm not staying in Atlanta or Minnesota. I mean, Atlanta might not be the best example, like Minnesota or whatever. I'll go to Oklahoma City even. I mean, like that's that was a part of the huge part of why they couldn't keep Durant was yeah. like he didn't like living you there. You think though that with the way everything's digital now, it wouldn't matter where an athlete lives. I don't think it matters as I much. I don't think it matters as much. It used to really matter where yeah. it's like I mean, if this you look guy at will it, stay here because of the endorsements. He won't get yeah. those endorsements in San Antonio. Oh, I mean, Antonio's Cleveland great. is I, a I major market team now. Like yeah. that's, I mean, like that's like a good enough example, I think, too. It's like I think anywhere a guy like LeBron's going to go, it does not matter. Yeah, and I, I do think that's where the NBA does a great job is they, unlike the NFL, maybe even unlike baseball, you'd be able to speak to it better than I would. But uh, they, they put the focus on the players to where it's like, okay, watch these guys, like watch these guys, and that's why it's so frustrating whenever it's like, okay. So everybody played 82 games. Now we're to the playoffs, biggest stage. And, uh, oh, all the superstars are hurt. Everyone's – or they're playing it like Isaiah Thomas was playing with, like, a fucked up hip. Like, yeah. I don't want to watch it. I want to want to watch – There's I two – I don't know why they – well, money. Everything's money. because the, fir- the money. The first round used to be a best of five. Dude, just bring it back to five. Why are the playoffs five. two fucking months long? It's two. two, and they had too many off days in between. I oh was getting. Oh my god! There was a point where there was nine days in between, like a fucking. Yeah, that was too game. much. And I remember thinking, like, oh, okay, so we're gonna play Friday, Sunday. And then I'm like, I'm like, no, game five's on Monday. Why? Why isn't Why? it on Sunday? Why Just are you doing this on a Monday? Before, two days before, three days. There before. are less comedy shows on a Sunday than a Monday. You're hurting our attendance. Because <laughs> Chicago us. is such a sports town that oh, it really yeah. affects you. You know, when the Cubs are in the playoffs and the Blackhawks are in the playoffs, those shows are canceled for the month. So greedily, that was one thing I really did like about L.A. Not the one thing I liked a lot about L.A., my L.A. friends, uh, is that, you know, because of the time zone difference, sports never interfered. And it's, it's so early, right? Sports either. Yeah, it's so early. Like, so like Monday Night Football would be done by the time a nine o'clock show was going to start. Oh, that's awesome. Because of the, uh, the you know, it, it's advanced with the time zone. So that was pretty cool. I did like that part of it. That sounds great, actually. Oh, especially watching the Sunday Night Football game. You could start drinking because the, the noon game started at 10 a.m. Yeah. Or one o'clock for the East Coast started at 10 a.m. in L.A. So you start drinking there. But the Sunday night game starts at five five thirty. So by the time it's over, it's only like seven thirty eight o'clock. Mm, go to bed, get a good, nice oh, ten it's, hours. Oh, it's amazing! Of sleep. Yeah, and you're drunk, so you're gonna pass out right away. <laughs> it's beautiful. I did love that part of LA. They don't sell you on that part of LA. They should. They that should be visiting. part of those stupid California commercials you see with Rob Lowe and Schwarzenegger and other has been. Um, <laughs> just you watching sports although, at nine thirty a.m. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you could get drunk be, earlier. <laughs> I could be in bed. Totally. In 11 hours. Yeah, I like that. I don't know why I called Rob Lowe a has-been, though. That guy is in every TV show. He's in show. everything. Yeah. He's in everything. I think he'll just do anything. Yeah, he's definitely out. He's in, a, he's in the KFC. He's the newest colonel in the KFC commercials. Really? Yes. Dude, you are in series him? after series. You have so much money. I don't know why they keep... I think that's the gag that they keep changing. Like, who's going to be the guy next? I think that's how they started it. I, is it bad that I never really cared that much, and it's usually people I like? <laughs> no, it's not bad at all. It's a commercial Yeah, for people who need commercials. People forget Bill Hicks's joke about commercials. It's like commercials should be for like actors like yeah. who are just trying to make ends meet and they're struggling and they're trying to figure it out. These mega celebrities, he used to rip on Jay Leno. He's like, Jay Leno, you make $14 million a year and you're shilling for Doritos. You corporate fuck. <laughs> like he just couldn't just, there's stand no, him. There's no love for it. Julie Louis-Dreyfus does commercials for Old Navy. She uh, would be a billionaire if she never did anything in her yeah, life because she has family money. Say, she has uh, like so much family so money. So much money. Her family's filthy rich. Like they're she's in oil the and everything. She's the one that really bothers me. Well, yeah, get, and I I'll like her because she's a great actress. I see her on an Old Navy Yeah, that's, I agree, man. I get she has Seinfeld money. She has she's 
that show New Adventures of Old Christine's in syndication, so she's Mike from that. Veep is gonna is huge. Veep and is one of the so biggest shows. Hilarious. Right now. It's a great and I like her as an actress, a comedic actress. She's fantastic. But when I see her in an old navy commercial, I'm just like, what, do you do you want all the money? Yeah. Do you want all of Did it? You need Are you this not too? satisfied? You can't just have a day off. You gotta go work too. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, it's unless fucking... she's donating hundred percent to charity, which I'm sure she's not. That's what uh, Alex Baldwin used to do. He would do the commercials and give it to charity? Yeah. Good for him. I, like I think that, it was him he was and doing, Tina um, Yeah, they were both doing like a, uh, American Express, I yeah, think. Yeah, they were doing American Express and they were donating it all to charities and stuff, which is cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I can get down on that. I'm down with that. that. I was talking about this with some other people recently. And they're like, what about athletes who do commercials? You cool with that? I'm like, yes, I actually am, though. Because an athlete could tear every ligament in their leg at any given There's moment no and no more money's coming yep. in. Yeah, and their careers are much shorter. Ask Brandon Roy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, or, you know, get a motorcycle accident like uh, Jay Williams. You oh, know, man. so that, that happens a lot in sports. Yeah. There's so many tales of, like, he could have been the next big thing, but. So I, I'm fine with athletes cashing on as much as they can now. I'm Take actually totally on board with when NFL players hold out. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you agreed to that contract. You're supposed to stick to that contract. But it's bullshit, though, because the NFL could cut you at any the given bonus. There's nothing. There's no so if you outplay your contract. Yeah, if, I, I remember Devin Hester one year was going to hold out because he was only making $400,000. And this was guy, he was coming I up hate, a record-setting sometimes year. Sometimes I hate the NFL so much. Like, yeah. it's entertaining and shit to watch, but, like, man, just some of the stuff they do to their players, it's like, yeah, uh, no that, wonder no one likes In that them. regard, I hate NFL fans, though, because they were like, he agreed to a $400,000 contract. He should show up to camp and honor that contract. He also had a record-setting year, and if he didn't, if he had a terrible yeah. year, they could have just fired him. So if he all plays his contract, you bet your ass he should be able to hold yeah. off and say, hey, you want me back? Pay the piper. You know These what I mean? The same dipshits. It's capitalism. Though, like, Don't they like that, I thought? that's Well, that's the thing. It's like if they well, the NFL at, is actually socialist. If they were at it. their job... And they like say they sell cars, and they made like they're like, yeah, you agreed to forty thousand dollars a year. Uh, you're selling sixty cars a month. They would be like, I want more money. Of course, yeah, I'm doing my job better than you expected. I that's, want more money. That's the thing with fans. There's the team allegiance, which I don't really get so much. Although sometimes I get it. And then there's like the like the NBA has like this. I don't know because so many people came down in the NBA recently that the NBA fans are like a unit where they're like, I'm an NBA fan. Yeah. Now, because you were rooting for hard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. But you were in a Chicago Bulls hat. Yeah. I, uh, I so are watch... you just a LeBron fan or do you legitimately like the Cle- Like when LeBron leaves Cleveland, are you still going to be rooting for Cleveland or are you uh, not going to give a I shit? I love J.R. Smith. Like I love J.R. Smith and LeBron. They're like probably two, two of my top three, if not okay. top two for me. Okay. So it's kind of like a dream team for me. Uh, so when the Bulls aren't in it. You then will root for your favorite players. Yeah, I'm that always, I get. I totally I'm always rooted get that. for players, not teams. As oh, okay, much. but I probably follow. You remind me of CJ Taldano. He's yeah. like that. I probably follow like six, seven teams pretty closely, like on NBA, because I have league pass. So it's oh, just nice. like, why not why watch not around? every yeah. game? Totally. And Do you play fantasy basketball? No, it's garbage. I hate. I hate basketball. it so much. I played it once or twice, and both times I was totally disinterested. I, I couldn't get on board. I I don't had Curry the care. year, he, like finally broke out. And was would have like a random fifty point game here and there. Like but the year before, fun. he won MVP. I had Curry, and that was like my only player. But it still just wasn't as fun. Um, I think football. I'm playing fantasy baseball right now, and it's okay. It's kind of boring, but it's, it's a lot of lineups to set. It's a lot of lineups to change. A lot of lineups to set. And See, and you don't have an office job, so it's like when you have to physically. I just have to remind myself to do it every day. I think it was a bad year to do it because you know I've got I got a four month old son and everything. Yeah. Um, Love to see you telling your wife that you'll be there in a minute. You just have to I, set yeah, your Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be that person, though, because my big thing was going into <laughs> You're it. You're this close to being that person I'm close. already. Though. I'm pretty close, though. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I 
before, like when my wife was pregnant, I'm like, I was telling people I'm going to get rid of my Facebook page and I'll just have this page, the yeah. fan page, because the fan page is less interactive. I don't have to deal with stuff. I don't, there's no timeline, so I don't get to see people's horrific opinions. Oh, man. What, it's just like the 9-11 of opinions. Like, it's just like, Jesus, why do you feel so entitled to comment on literally everything that happens? And things that don't affect you. It has and, nothing to do with you. And the degree in which they do it where everything seems like this is the craziest it's ever been no it's not no things aren't the most violent they've ever been ever everyone acts like the world we're living in is crazy could you believe that no because there was once slavery and world wars all right <laughs> things aren't pretty but don't act like they're the worst they've ever been they've they're been not worse they've been so much worse they've it's so many different worse. times they really have been. the world's so bad that you gotta log on to your facebook and complain about yeah, it yeah really you know exactly like if you as you're tweeting from the most <laughs> impressive invention of all time from, <laughs> A supercomputer that fits in your pocket. Yeah. A computer that fits in it's, your pocket. It, yeah, so I get annoyed with that. And then it's like, and because everything is so content-driven, sports have become politics. Ooh. Or No, really, politics have become sports. Because it's okay with sports. I don't mind. If you're a diehard Bulls fan and the Bulls make a stupid move and you're still being like, well, hey, they're my team. I'm going to root for them no matter what. Yeah. I get that. That you live in the city. They're your basketball team. But in politics, there are people who... We'll defend Donald Trump no matter what he does because uh-huh. that's my team. I'm yep. on the red team. It's, it's I'm really Republican. I'm like, no, that's that. not how life should be, though. That's not how politics that's, Politics shouldn't be that way. You yeah. should be able to say, no, this guy's an idiot. That's why I think political parties are terrible. Well, they just, yeah. And, yeah, so I, that's why I, you know, sometimes I wish I had a podcast where I talk about politics, too. But I, I know so many people, people too, that voted. Anything. Like, we, we, so we know mostly liberal comedians. And I know. Too so, many of those, too, I'll tell you. <laughs> so many of them that were like, I don't even know one person that voted for Trump. I know, like, so many people that voted for Trump. I did. Yeah, from down San Illinois. Yeah. And I, I know from, I know a good amount, too. You and know, they're just protecting come, their party. Come from and a neighborhood like, where a lot yeah. of people go into becoming cops and stuff like that. And a lot of them are Republican. Are very, yeah, conservative. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I mean, they're protecting their Not party, sure but like at time, what but... cost? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's so annoying to me because they get to the point where, I, I swear to God, um, like, look, I've got a lot of cop friends. And I think a lot of times cops 100% do get a bad rep. There are a lot of good cops out there. And it is a scary ass job yeah. that they're, they're putting a lot of terrible situations and because of that, I don't understand why the good cops don't tear down the bad that's, cops more. That's exactly that's what I was going to say. That's my problem with it. Yeah, that's my and, problem. And then I've got friends who aren't cops, but they're supporters, which is fine. Like, I, I see a lot of signs when I'll drive around the northwest side of Chicago that say, like, we support our police. And I'm like, well, yeah, we all do. We pay taxes, and that's yeah. their money. Oh, that's my gosh. We couldn't we support, support them more. Them. Yeah, and, and police lives matter in the sense that if you shoot one of them, you're going to be dead very soon. Yeah. Um, and you should be. I get that. It's a... It's a tough job, and I respect so many of them. But I just wish that when the bad ones did something like this shooting in Minnesota, whose name I can't remember. It's kind of a Philip It's an it's a long name. Yeah. Anyway, you guys know where I'm coming from. Uh, what is it, Philip Castellano? I can't pronounce it. Castle. We're calling call him PK. Um, when you have a situation like that, I would like to see more cops be like, "Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit." But they got such a loyalty amongst each other, which maybe that's just part of the code. But if you're not, I know people who That's aren't cops. That's exactly what who, I feel like the problem is. I know is people too. who aren't cops who they're, a cop could fuck their wife right in front of them. And then the, no, they would be, like, they'd be no, like, hey, man, maybe, his, maybe her vagina was threatening to him. And he yeah. felt like that was the best course of action. I don't know. Like, that annoys me. And I don't like when – I just don't like that frame of thought in anything. I don't like that way of thinking. In, no one in can no, do wrong. No walk of life should that be anyone's way. No one no. can do anything wrong. Like the checks and balances is just like not there. 
I think if like good cops step up and be like, yeah, there's some bad cops and we're going to do everything we can to push them out. Yeah. And I just wish that would go back into politics. I wish Democrats would be like, no, that was a piece of shit move. Yeah. That was a, no, I, I, I consider myself a liberal, but that that's not liberalism. Stop. That's dumb. And I don't like that. Like protecting your team. So yeah. Much, like Cory Booker took a bunch of money from uh, pharmaceutical companies and then voted against a bill that could have lowered prescription drugs. And everyone was trying to like defend him <laughs> because asshole. two years ago, someone said he might run for president in 2020. So now everyone's like, well, d- don't tear him down because he, he might run for no tear him down. Now oh. that way someone better could emerge. Do it. My, like, Do it yeah, now. I had, I had so many problems with Hillary Clinton too. And people should have. And I, I, I get annoyed when people say, I remember one, I was on one podcast where I said something bad about it. And they're like, dude, well, yeah, we know what you're saying. It's true, but don't say anything. until after the election. Because what if, oh, really? Because someone's going to listen to this asshole on a podcast <laughs> and that's going to change their vote. Well, look, I still think she was, would have been a better president than what we have now, obviously. But yeah, I had my problems with her, but nobody could say anything. Yeah. Because everyone's just like, I don't know. Everyone is very, I'm at you, a you loss are not sometimes, allowed man. sometimes to, uh, to just comment on anything. If That's you don't my have problem the with the way I opinion. see things going on right now is that, you know, people talk about is comedy to PC and they're having the wrong argument. It's not comedians. Yes. I think you should stop saying certain words. They're yeah. ignorant and they're, they're not funny. Would you like to say some of those words? Or yeah. Okay? If you want to say those words, you're, um, I'm not saying those words. The word that <laughs> just starts trying with to walk you F, in. <laughs> that's bad towards gay people and the word, and everyone agrees. Don't say the N word, but people will slip up and say that too. Um, they're, yeah, don't use those words. Don't, don't say tranny anymore. Don't say, you know, there's certain yeah. things that are just, they're, they're and hateful I, and they're not funny. And yeah, stop can, doing it. I'm fine with that. Can we also do this though? Whenever we're like, Hey, you can't say those words. This is hurtful. This is why. Can we explain it with that level of calm instead of being like, you're an asshole. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. How could you say tranny on stage? What happened to intent? Did the person yeah. intend to be offensive? Yeah. I've had that where I'm like, oh, yeah, they slipped up and said something stupid. But yep. if you just tell them, they probably won't do it again. Yeah. You don't have to act, say, take their livelihood away. They need to lose their job. and yeah. Their family should be poor. Like, I don't understand. That that pisses me off. You have to give people a moment to learn. Like, my, yeah. I, don't right? know, yeah. I don't know if my brother will care if I mention this or not. I assume he won't. I'll call him right now. But uh, my brother is. Let's get him on the line. My brother is uh, is, is gay. And we grew up in a really small town where that wasn't the easiest thing to, like, come out as, right? Yeah. And so I saw just in the course of just giving people a chance, like, not, like, taking them at their immediate reaction, not taking them at things that they said before. Like, I saw literally hundreds of people, like, become more tolerant, have a better view on things because now they have an, they have like an example of someone they know. Oh shit. Mitchell's gay. I love Mitchell. He's great. Yeah. He's the best. I want Mitchell to be happy. Yeah. I don't care if Mitchell gets married. I'd like to go to it. Probably good cupcakes. Dude, I watched an entire, I don't know why I chose cupcakes. I felt like that was almost like a little, okay. I should just sit outdoors. I don't know. Cause cupcakes, you know, someone's like, Ooh, okay. Cupcake. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right. Maybe I make it worse that I address it. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think it's like you give a whole, you know, opportunity to people. You got to give people an opportunity to be right. Yes. And like be a good person. Cause I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to be a good person. Like nobody wants to like purposely be an asshole except for those people that want to be an asshole and they're always going to be an asshole. Yeah. And those people, cause that, they yeah. live in the YouTube and, comment and section. They do. And that's the, that's the one part of the PC argument where, yeah, you tell assholes to stop being assholes. They're going to have an asshole response. Mm-hmm. My thing with the PC and comedy and with kind of everything right now is not what the not me wanting to say those words. It's it's how the audience reacts to certain topics now. You notice yeah. that I'll see a comedian bring up a topic, 
and the audience will immediately like Ugh. you can see them shutting off because they know it's going to be a sensitive topic. Yeah, they'll bring up uh, you know the president or they'll bring up uh, race or they'll bring up whatever anything that's a little edgy, and the audience shuts off. And in my head, I'm like, no, you don't know what they're going to say. She or he could be making a very hilarious point right now. That you would agree with, but you're turning your brain off because you've heard those trigger words. I'm just scared. Yeah, that's what I don't like. And that's where we're going because it's those same people who are running around waving the banner of liberalism are like, that's not liberal. Mm-hmm. That's not, you're not being a liberal right there. That's just not. Just be nicer to people. Yeah, like just be Jesus. nice to people. But also, if you're at a show and someone starts to talk about race, let them speak. Yeah. Okay, you don't know what the hell they're going to say. I have an example that I've been doing on stage now where I just I, I go, watch this, guys. Watch. You know, I let it get silent, and then I just go, Puerto Ricans. And then immediately people start to feel like, ooh, you could see it on them. And then I go, <laughs> and then I say something nice about them just to show how fucking ridiculous the audience yeah. is being. That's where I think things are going wrong is PC. Oh, man. If you change this to black people, people will really – that will really hit hard. I think Puerto Ricans is a funnier because it's the more syllables. But, but, but you're right. But Maybe I feel like, I feel like just in general. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. People who are, right. The level of race is being like... I don't uh, know how we got on this topic from the NBA, <laughs> yeah. but um, no, I just think it's fandom in general is annoying. Um, I, I just wish I would like the NBA because you answered your... I asked you the question, what would you do to fix the NBA? I would like to see them go back to some sort of hard salary cap. I would be fine with that. but like Where it makes it very difficult to have three all-stars on the same team. Yeah, because very difficult because I felt like in the 90s and again, I hate to be the old guy going back to the 90s, but I felt like I remember I was watching Max Kellerman and Stephen A, who I don't really like to watch that often, but sometimes they're pretty. Sometimes they're okay. Stephen A, A. rarely, 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 but every now and then it's one of those things where I just I turn it on while my son's falling asleep and it's ESPN and I know other motives. So I'm just stuck watching it. Yeah. Because usually I don't. I hate the talking head fighting shows. I um, hate that everything now uh, in sports has become a twenty-four hour news thing, and so everyone just has a hot take on everything. That's just yeah. I mean, that's it how, sucks. Yeah, it, it is. It, I agree with you. It's kind of a little bit like because there's not really twenty-four hours worth of news. No, I liked ESPN when it was just sports center showing the same thing yeah. over and over again. Fine, because Show if me I missed cool it, dunks. I want to see highlights and then that's fine. But I don't Show need me funny shit that they tweeted. Everything like, is this guy versus that guy with a woman in the middle because yeah. you got to hire one now, right, fellas? Like you know, it's that whole thing, <laughs> and it's just so. Yeah, yeah, it's so contrived. So Kellerman made a good point about they're talking about the Golden State Warriors being the greatest team of all time and everything. And they actually both made good points because when you look at greatest team, he says, yes, they're the greatest team of all time in the sense that they've, they're going 16-1. and one. In that regard, no team had ever done that before. Teams had done 15-1 and one and everything like that, and the margin yeah. of victory was so big. But he goes, when you talk about the NBA, you got to look at the matchups. This team does not match up well against the Showtime Lakers. Because who the hell is going to guard Kareem? But what era you got of magic. rules are they playing? Yeah, yeah. also you got to what era of rules are playing. And then people say, well, oh, the Showtime Lakers didn't shoot threes. I'm like, nobody shot threes then. Larry Bird, yeah. I remember looking this up. Larry Bird led the league in three-point field goal percentage. He, had, like, he shot 50% from behind the arc, which is a great percentage, obviously. He took 160 shots. <laughs> that was the And he led the league. He That's took the, like, the most threes, 160. So now nice. we have eighth, eighth, ninth guys off the bench are putting up 160 yeah. threes over the course of regular season. It's I, just a different game. <laughs> I remember reading this thing that was like uh, about Larry Bird, like the best season he had like as he got a little bit older. And uh, they were like, Larry, how'd you do it? And he was like, oh, I stopped eating cheeseburgers and drinking beer. Yeah. And that's how it became like that's you know, another reason I don't like comparing eras. It's like people will like that we, we know more now. Yeah. And players now used to like, smoke cigarettes. Like NBA players. Vladdy, yeah. who was traded for Kobe. Vladdy Diva, who was traded for Kobe. 
But then only that they smoke cigarettes in during the sixties. Yeah, in the sixties they would smoke on the bench. Dude, fucking Bob Cousy is in a cigarette ad. Yeah, they would like you'd see them like Red Auerbach would walk up and down with a cigarette yeah. in his mouth, and um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, so I would I want to break it down where they could get two All Stars teams. So Kellerman was saying like the '96 Bulls went through better competition to get to the finals than Golden State did, and I 100 percent agree with him. Because I forgot. It's just top heavy right now. It's top heavy. It is. It's very top heavy. It's the there's three teams that I think are really good teams that I like legitly think are really good. Then there's a couple nearby. I I could sell you on. I know that you you tried to sell me on Boston, but then Boston's really good. And but then Danny Ainge, the day after they lost, said, "I'm going to really try to revamp this team. I really want to make some big changes. If they're that good, he wouldn't make big changes." Well. They have the assets and like the draft picks to make those changes is the thing. But he knows right now they're a team. But they have Look, no rebounding. Cleveland's way better, but they also were missing so many wide open looks. Yeah. So it's not like Cleveland's defense was swarming to the point where they couldn't like, you know, Listen, Horford's not that good. Isaiah Thomas is a guy that can be stopped. You know, well, I mean, I know he was hurt. Too. Yeah, he was hurt too. So they weren't getting there the best. But, but I was just watching that team thinking if Rondo is healthy, Maybe they come back to beat us still. We're up 2-0. I don't know. But that shit's going seven, and it should never go. You know, yeah, it should never go seven. It should never go seven, but it definitely also, would if Rhino was healthy. can it just be five? Can it just be five? It should be a best of five, too. God damn it. If give, it was a best of five, we won those first five, two. We're feeling pretty good. Best of five. Good upset. Yeah. Better ranked team has three, Makes the games more meaningful. Four, three to four games at home. Yeah, and it gives that that team a shot at actually more of an upset. There's more yeah. of an upset in a best of five series than there would be at a best of seven. But give the good team. team all the home games. I don't care. Like even if it's like four and one, yeah, I guess I you don't could, care. That's not bad. Well, I mean, let them have game three. <laughs> I'm glad that they're doing two two one 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 now. That's better than the two three two that they used to do. Yeah, it would get uh, very streaky before. I feel like I'm repeating myself from the last podcast. But in '96, the Bulls went through the Miami Heat, who had Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning, two All Stars. Then they went through the Knicks, who were the year before. They were like two years away from being in the finals. Who had uh, Latrell Sprewell was on the team that year. Who had a really average like eighteen, nineteen? Patrick was that Ewing the year still they had a really good year. For Marcus Spree? Camby, I think they traded for Spree that year. Yeah, they had Spreewell, Marcus Camby, Patrick Ewing, and then another Charlie Ward was a solid guard yeah. that year. So they, that was a good team. Then they went through Orlando, who had Shaq and Penny and Horace Grant. Then, then they had uh, Gary Payton and Trent Kemp in the finals, and that to me was like, yeah, that's how those teams were back then. Every team had like two All Stars and a third guy who was like your borderline. Yeah. NBA Jam style. Yeah. NBA Jam. It should just be a two-on-two league. Let's just make it that. <laughs> and now I'm getting frustrated again because Paul George, Cleveland, I think, has a good inside track to get him. I'm, I'm, I was checking texts a second ago because my cousins are going back and forth. There's now a rumor that Utah could be part of a three-way to get Kevin Love, and then a pick would go that Who way. Who would they give up? I don't know. I think they might just give draft picks and another person to Indiana, to Indiana where – um, they, Paul George would go to Indiana. These are all just rumors right now. So yeah. Don't hold me to it. This is just my cousins are sending me every link from the Yahoo sources, and, Joe's and Twitter cousins. and ESPN. Well, it's not. It's their <laughs> their sources are other are people who write about it's, this. Stuff. It's fun to think though that you only get your sports news from your cousins. Yeah, like they have no idea. They're just making it up <laughs> off the top of their head. They don't even go on the internet. They just yeah. I think shows like Utah I don't watch right. ESPN. I just have a cousin named Johnny. No, so yeah, they're looking up. Um, they're 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 following everybody. All the yeah. people who tweet about the NBA religiously. My cousins yeah. are on there. Oh man, their fingers are on their pulse. And there's some tell, good people out there to follow. Can I tell you what I did with my Twitter that made it, it the greatest thing ever? Uh, I only started following things that I like, like NBA writers and stuff like that, and NBA players I like, and like just like music that I like. Like it's only positive. Like I don't follow back someone or like. Yeah, you can't follow back everybody. I don't you know. Can't how people follow do back that. everybody. It makes it a know. weird. I think place. I've got. I, I don't know. I think I I like. 30 
something, 3,300, I don't know, 3,300 followers or something. I don't really know the exact number, and I think I follow like 900. Yeah. It's a little high, but half of those are sports and bands, yeah. too. And it's, it, it, man, it makes it so fun every time I get on that. Yeah, because like, there like, are some athletes that are fun to follow. Brandon McCarthy in baseball is hilarious. Yeah. He's better than most comedians. He writes some really funny stuff. That's awesome. Um, no, he, yeah, he's hilarious. He actually took a line drive to the head two years ago, oh, God. and they had to go to the hospital to like, relieve pressure. Like, they had to drill into the skull to relieve yeah. the pressure because his brain was going to swell. They were worried. And then the next day, he's like, oh, I guess I got to start tweeting vague stuff about life again, huh? Like, he started, like, <laughs> so I thought it was funny. Like, um, Yeah, he's just got a good sense of humor about himself. But uh, So my cousins are following this stuff on Twitter, so I guess the one current rumor that's floating is that it'll be a three-team deal because – Kevin Love could go to Utah. Utah could throw in a, a better pick and someone else to Indiana, Paul George with Cleveland. And then because of that, they're saying now if Love goes to Utah, Hayward might stay. I could see that, but what's Derek Favors do? Derek Favors has a big contract. In yeah, I don't know. So that's just one thing that's floating right now. Let me try if I can get another one. It's just I think this I, is frustrating to fans because I thought about this. The New England Patriots who won the Super Bowl just added Brandon Cooks. Who's mm-hmm. still? He's a very good young receiver. Yeah, borderline Pro Bowler. He might have made the Pro Bowl once, but he's still only like three or four years in. Adding him on the court, and you're, if you're building like, yeah, I say that's the thing. Like people build out these teams, and it's like, well, really, in a rotation, you're only playing about eight players. That's true. Like, it, or if you're it, like if uh, Tibbs, if a yeah, Tibbs rotation, it's six. God, six I looked this up the other day. And I, I wanted to about, kill him. Three people in the top twenty Sometimes. this year with Minnesota. Towns had the most minutes oh. in the league. Dude, Wiggins was up there, and then um, I don't miss that. I don't miss being up by fifteen, and then him still having the starters in. And yeah, I know a lot of people were like, "Look at you, blue Tibbs." And I talked about this briefly last week because people were like, "God, I wish we had Tibbs." Still, Hoiberg's terrible. And I'm like, "How about just someone different? Why are those two the only? Are they the only coaches in the league?" Yeah, fans do that all the time. They'll you'll replace a coach, and they'll say, "I want the old coach back." I'm like, "No, the old coach was still bad. Maybe our replacement wasn't very good either." But are, don't say you want the old guy back. These are That's, probably dorks that talk about how they still love their high school girlfriend. It's now. exactly who it is. People who can't get laid. You know what I mean? You got to get out there. <laughs> Not cool guys like us, Joe. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Not cool guys like us. <laughs> uh, I think your name came up when someone was talking about um, male comedians cleaning it up. Every every You're doing very well, Kyle, from what I hear. We're on the street. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You're doing okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, it, it cracks me up because female comedians hate how easily male comedians could hook up maybe i'm just good at talking you're just good at talking that's what it is too i always see women our our female friends posting like how many more hot girls are guys who don't deserve hot girls gonna get hot girls like uh, if you want to get a man here's not the way to do it don't talk about how much you hate men on the internet (laughs) yeah that could be part of it I keep you don't part of post it. a selfie every day. That seems like a lot of yeah. Maybe shit pump the brakes on that. Good one. All right. Um. Yeah. Well, I'll. I was. Any more thoughts on the NBA? Because I want to talk about McGregor. Uh, the only thing I would say is like so continuation rule, and then the other big thing, like rule wise, that I would like to see changed is, uh. So like whenever you're setting a screen, it's kind of a similar rule. Like, but like you're basically not allowed to come up top of the screen now. Mm-hmm. Because you'll come right into it and you get called for a foul every time. And it's just like there's, they too. have to fix it. But Adam Silver is like great. Like he's so good. I like Adam Silver. He's great. Adam Silver's doing He'll a good it. job. He'll um, fix it. 
Yeah, but that's the thing with the NBA too is they won't fix certain things because they know it's making them money. Yeah, but every is sport does that. Is it bad that, that I believe in our NBA commissioner more than our president? No, uh, <laughs> yeah, in in life in general, but it makes sense. It's ba- it's totally bad. It's horrible, but it makes sense. Oh, like I'm like he'll make the right decisions and he'll fix it. And I make believe the game I, think, I think he's taking this in the right direction. Oh, God. I'm just like we're we might die in a hellfire. I don't know. Where does Chris Paul end up? Uh. San Antonio, probably. It's another super team there. Yeah. Uh, that's okay, though. Although Aldridge is kind of falling off a bit. Aldridge and Gasol, well, they just don't Gasol's fit in the old. game. Yeah. Dude, Gasol was an all-star last year, though. Did he make the all-star team for San Antonio? When, no, when the Bulls. Oh, with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Season but I'm, I'm just saying going like, forward, he's, oh, yeah, his yeah, best yeah. years are behind him is what I meant. Oh, for sure. And like you can't play those two at the same time whenever you're playing a team like the Warriors. No, too slow. Yep. Way too too slow, slow. And they'll just pull out those big guys on the perimeter and just destroy them. Yeah, but Chris Paul's old too. I mean, if I was, do you think that was a cheap shot? How uh, Leonard got injured? Um, I, kind of dirty. I kind of it hate was that. not seen, great. Zaza's, he's done that before. If, if somebody else did it, it would maybe be like more incidental. Yeah, you might give him the benefit of the doubt, but with him, it's just like he's such a prick about it. Leonard's too. might be my favorite player in the league right now. That's fine. I can get that. I like he's no. Great. I like LeBron a lot. I like. I like. I really like the way Durant played in the finals so much. I've always kind of liked Durant, but seeing Durant in the finals, he kind of had this. I'm going to take it to the hole. Mm-hmm. And granted, I mean, yeah, there's a little less pressure on you when you have three other all stars. You still got to win, though. You still have to win. No, so I, I really like Durant a lot. I like LeBron. I like Durant. Steph Curry, I'm just not the biggest fan of because to me, I think in a different era, he's Craig Hodges or Steve Kerr. Because <laughs> if, you, if you're allowed to play him physically and hand check him, yeah. He's not the guy he is in this era. Oh, no. And he's, he's one of the best shooters I've ever seen. And, and the way he could just pull up and pop it from anywhere like is incredible. But he's not up there in my favorites. Leonard I like because I feel like he puts as much effort defensively as he does offensively. Oh, absolutely. so few players do right now. Um, yeah, and, I, and he fits he, – he's, I think, a very coachable player. I think Pop would ask him to do anything, he would do it. I, well, I think Pop – uh, I think the players on his team respect him to a level. I do blame that... Pop. Pop lost one finals where I think it was his decision that lost the finals. I think he'd probably tell you that, though, too. Yeah. I think he, well, he probably said that one where Ray Allen hit that shot. Yeah. He did not have one rebounder on the floor. Uh-uh. And they kept getting rebounds. And they kicked it right back out to Ray. Yeah. If, if, the thing is, and Manny Ginobili kept getting fouled and shooting one out of two, so that's why they were able to come back. Yeah. I, I was following that on my phone because I was somewhere. So every time it would refresh, it'd be like, you know, 25-foot shot missed. But rebound, um, you know, yeah, Miami, um, Miami rebound, uh, Shane Batty. Miami shouldn't have. Miami didn't have any like. If you remember that, they were playing like Chris Anderson at center, and uh, God, what's the The center? Joel Anthony. Oh yeah, I remember that too. God, let's wrap up the basketball talk on this. What happened to the center position? Uh, You got to be able to like. You got to be able to run. You have to be able to run, and you, you need just... to be able to defend. Nerlens Noel to me is the perfect NBA center right now. Uh, he, uh, he he if he develops how to shoot like long distance like Boogie Cousins, like that would be interesting. I'd like to see Cousins and Davis for a whole year together. Me too. I that, really love be, Cousins. That'd be, he's that'd my, be fun to watch. He's top three for me. Is he? He's your top three fun to, He is fun to watch, and he's he's got he's a good personality. Yeah, too. and he's actually a nice guy. He gets a bad rap, but he's actually like a really nice guy. I could relate to being a nice guy who gets a bad rap. Yeah. So I should, I, you know, maybe cousin's going to move up my list. He's got some anger issues, but he's uh, yeah, there's definitely a thing with the centers nowadays. It's become a wing league. Um, it was a point guard league for a little while there. Now it's more of a wing league, and um, you know these hybrid players who could play small forward or shooting guard. Yeah, you need to play like three positions. Yes, right? yeah, those you know, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, or even shooting guard, small forward, and, and bring up the ball too. Uh, I just don't see 
as many athletic centers anymore. It's like because it, not that there was You're always a see ton. A lot there of... some guys like Rick Smiths would not be good in this era. No, Luke he Longley would get Luke destroyed. Longley would be terrible because he was so slow. Luke Longley was bad in the nineties. Yeah. If you looked at those numbers, he was terrible then. So of course he'd be bad. Uh, guys like Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaq. Shaq didn't um, take care of his body enough, though. I love Shaq. He but would today, though. That's another so. thing you he have to adjust up, for, though. He showed up 20 pounds overweight every year. He was just such a force. I remember when people... You, when Shaq first started getting really popular with the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, he was always popular with Orlando, but when he was a Laker and he started really dominating... And that giant contract. And he, and just... Yeah, and he started just truly dominating. There was two things that I always use against him. One was... He hurts your team more than anything in the last two minutes of the game because all you can do is follow him. Yeah. So you can't be an all-time. You, I mean, he's an all-time great, but you can't be the greatest if you're hurting your team the most the last two minutes. But I don't. Of Shaq I works. think him his terrible free throw shooting has taken him out of most discussions for like top three. I uh, yes, I would 100 percent agree with you there. And also, people used to say, "Well, Will Chamberlain was just so much taller than the next guy guarding him." Shaq was hundred. Was weighing like eighty pounds on the next guy guarding. Yeah, he, that weight means a lot more. At than certain height, points, like. weighed three fifteen, like in his career. You know what's funny though, too, about weight. Every year, people add ten pounds to how much LeBron James weighs. Oh, I see. I feel like he it weighs two fifty, and he even went down a little bit. And he even admitted he was in he some was two seventy five, and then he went down. To I don't think he was ever two seventy five. That was a complete bullshit lie. Yeah, but. Dude, they used to say Charles Barkley was six seven. Yeah, that's a lie Charles too. Barkley's they lie about four. a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we, I don't he never weighed that like much, that. and he would be the first to tell you that he I never don't think weighed. You could weigh that I, much. I read, yeah, because he just wasn't. People would always try to add more to him just to make him. He's six ten two ninety. He's six. I'm like, no, he's, he's six not. eight two fifty. Six eight two fifty, and that is huge enough. Mm-hmm. But you cannot say that he weighs two eighty five. When I've seen professional wrestlers who, and they lie too, are lying about weighing less and look gigantic compared yeah. to LeBron. You know what I mean? It's crazy to see too that like most centers don't even weigh 250 anymore. You know, I remember Hakeem Olajuwon looking gigantic to me and he was at like 300 even maybe Man, or Akeem would be Hakeem would be the best right now. He would still be great because he is great. You ever see that video where he's showing LeBron post moves? Yeah. Such he, a cool video. I love watching. Uh, I love Hakeem. Uh, he's so uh, underrated. Man. He's so great. Yeah, I always, I just get mad when I remember saying he was underrated. And someone's like, "How's he underrated? One, two MVPs, two Defensive Player of the Year." I'm like, he's people never, a, do, never, he never pops off on the top of people's list. For when top. people throw out top players of all time, they'll put Tim Duncan ahead of Akeem Olajuwon. Which is, I'm like, no, are you fucking one hundred percent not? And, and Tim's really good, but he is not a better player than Akeem Olajuwon. No, was. never. All right, well, uh, we have you been following McGregor, this McGregor Mayweather? Mayweather? Uh, yeah, I did. I keep this close to forty-five here. or an hour five. We'll wrap this up. I'm only going to talk touch base on this briefly. And then, because it's not for another couple months, so it'll be popping up throughout the podcast, everybody. Also, big congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins winning back-to-back Stanley Cups in a sport with a hard cap. is really impressive. I apologize before to people. First year of this podcast, I talked hockey a pretty good amount. Yeah. This past year was really tough because it's a of tougher the baby year for Black, and it was Blackhawks. Season. Well, the Blackhawks weren't as good, but I talked about it nationally, and it was just hard to get comedians on who knew hockey. I don't know a and shit I, about hockey. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to get into it with you. Just knowing that a team could win two cups in a hard cap era, in a sport in which it's the first back to back since the late '90s. I don't understand uh, so much about hockey. Maybe one day I'll, I'll teach you one day at a bar, but not right down. now on the podcast. Sit me down. Although we used to day. do, we tried to do this when Megan and I had the sports podcast together. Megan Gailey, everybody. Uh, hey, Megan. Yeah, Megan's listening for sure. She's not listening, She's not listening at, all. at all. Um 
we would have a segment called Megan and Joe teach football to a Jew <laughs> and Jeez. Lisa Traeger, who's a great I remember comedian. That. I she remember would call that. in and be like, she would, we'd have her watch the game because she was dating Ricky Gonzalez. God, Lisa's time. like the perfect person for that. She too. would be great. Well, then every now and then her and Megan would start talking about like some, <laughs> you know, new restaurant they want to go to. I'm like, all right, all right. Bye Lisa. And I'd like hang up. Um, no, she was great though to have on. And then we tried to do it with, uh, Martin Morrow, where it was Joe and Megan teach hockey to a black. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. It was 2012 we did that, 2013. You, you might five years ago, videos. it was a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I lost most of that podcast, though, because the people who would run it before us, I, there are a lot of those are gone. They're just out there in the ether. Just living life. I've got two saved on my computer, but I used to, I'd upload it onto iTunes and then delete it just so I have space on my computer. Ooh. And then the iTunes feed is gone. Yeah, what happens to the iTunes feed? I don't know what happens to it, but I, I looked it up and they were just gone. So that kind of sucks because there was some really funny stuff out of yeah. those. And we had some really great guests too. So, anyhow, um, but yeah, maybe I could have you on to teach hockey to you. Okay. Uh, Joe teaches <laughs> hockey to, uh, to a poor know, kid. To a poor kid <laughs> who's from Southern Illinois. Anyhow, so McGregor had been talking trash to Mayweather for a few this years. This feels now. like a publicity stunt, right? I think they're friends in real life even. Yeah. I, I feel don't like know. it's a publicity stunt. It's it's such a genius move on McGregor's behalf, if you ask me. Yeah. And even Mayweather too, but I really give most of the credit to McGregor because he's the one that initiated it. He has nothing to lose too. He has nothing to lose because even he, Mayweather's not going to... He's not going to knock him he's out. Not he's gonna not going to knock him out because Mayweather's not a knockout He plays guy. defense. He plays like, defense. You're right. And also... McGregor is used to people trying to kick him in the head. Yep. Also trying to shoot at his knees. Take him to the ground. And choke him out. He doesn't have to worry about that. No. Nope. And I'm not saying McGregor's going to win. He's not. Mayweather's going to win. But I think he'll be able to hang with him for a little bit. And Mayweather probably will want him to hang with him a little bit. But I, I don't know, man. I think May- McGregor's going to shock some people. Some people are saying that McGregor's not even going to land a punch because that's how good Mayweather is on defense. I Okay. Have you watched any of his sparring videos? The though? one sparring video looked pretty bad. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. But dude, I, I dude, think he leaked that bad. for a reason. Yeah, you think he's playing a little pool shark? I do. Yeah, I, I do too. Because like, this it was guy is so all bad. about his image. He, it was so bad. He is so about his image where he wouldn't just he wouldn't just let that out there. Yeah, he would know it looked bad. It was it was a Friday that it came out. Yeah, it was man. It was no. He he, bad. Didn't, he didn't look good at all. His stance looked terrible, and he um, didn't even look like he could take a punch. No, and he, we know he can. I've yeah. seen him take punches and that's, like, what, I don't that's know. why I don't know. It he, all feels like a publicity stunt to me. Like it all feels very. It, it is, it re, but it really is. This is all the thing, and that's why I get annoyed with the people who are mad about it. And boxing fans, I noticed, are kind of like old NBA fans, in which they don't like anything that's new. MMA is the new kid on the block. Yeah. It's been more popular than boxing over the last four or five years. Boxing spreads out their pay per views too much, and you know the average fan isn't there. They still have their diehards, and there's still some great fighters in boxing. I'm not taking that away. Oh, the heavyweight division's gone to shit. But yeah, it totally changed in that. I feel like everyone's I used to be way now. bigger. Yeah, everyone's a lightweight now or, or uh, midweight even. Everyone's like one fifty four now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like. that's the that's the weight class there. Guys who I look like I could beat the shit out of if I caught them in the bar. Although they'd clearly oh my kill God. me, they would kill me. But you'd look at them like oh, I could punch that eh, guy in the face and hurt guy, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck that little shrimp. It's um the boxing fan i was like this too i when ufc first started gaining popularity i was like nah screw that boxing's way better it's the sweet science there's more to it i feel like an mma a guy could randomly kick someone in the face and and, and win even though he's getting his ass kicked the whole time yeah. there's dumb. i completely flipped i like mma way more and i hear i see these boxing guys talk trash about mma like like mcgregor has no shot or mcgregor's not going to do this mcgregor's going to get there McGregor normally trains in five fighting styles. He only has to focus on boxing now. And isn't he like mostly like 
Stays. He's a striker. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't like get on the ground. He stays upright. He doesn't like to get on the ground. Really, that's not his strong game. He's not a wrestler. He's not really. You know, he has the quickest, most he's bigger than punches. Mayweather too. He's he's taller. He's got a better reach. By the time this fight happens too, and he like trims down to the weight he's supposed to be. Yeah, because I think he walks around at like one sixty five. So when he trims down to one fifty four, yeah, and then yeah, so they're saying that he's going to be like quite a bit bigger. He's got great Mayweather. knockout power at that weight class, one fifty four. I just think it's like a lose lose situation for Mayweather. If you let him go deep with you, which is your style of fighting, like then you look like you can't handle yeah. an MMA fighter. If he wins, like oh, if fuck, he wins, it's your whole reputation is like he's tarnished. Yeah. He's now forty nine and one, and his one loss is to a guy who never had a professional fight. He is forty. I think he's exactly. He 40. is forty. Yeah, he's forty. And McGregor's like twenty eight. Maybe he's thirty nine yeah. going on forty. But I thought I, I swear I saw when they did the tail of the tape at forty and twenty eight. That's such a big difference too. Huge difference. But here's why McGregor's such a genius. Everyone knows he's going to lose. So when he loses, all of his he's got a ton of fans. His millions and millions. Man, of fans. people love the shit out of him. He's entertaining, dude. He's great white hope, I guess. Um, and he's good. He 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 backs it up. Even his loss to Nate Diaz, people still saw but, that it was that his he was originally supposed to fight DeSanto, who got injured. And with 11 days or two weeks to go, uh, they're like, well, Nate Craig said, Nate, Nate Craig, he's a Nate, comedian friend of mine, Nate, Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz said he'll take it, but it's got to be at 170. And McGregor's like, fine, I'll do it at 170. He didn't, he Ooh. does not care. And, and then, Nate Diaz is one of the best, like, UFC fighters. Nate Diaz he? is great. He is. He's a little, and, and he's a size problem for McGregor, like attributes. He's got more reach. He's got more this. Yeah. And, and his strengths are McGregor's weakness. So going into that so fight. So that was like was, the essentially like as close to a bar fight as you'll get with UFC. Pretty much. Like 11 days notice. I mean, it's like, 11 days notice. Yeah. And, but he does that a lot. He's had people back out a lot. He goes, I don't care. I'll fight anyone anywhere. And then with the rematch, he goes, I'll, I'll, I want to take on it again. Let's do the rematch. And it was almost like, you know, the same amount of time. He fights like every four months. Yeah. And a lot of fighters don't. Nate still hasn't fought since he lost in the rematch. I think that's how you keep people liking you, though. Yeah, because you're showing up. That's how you. He's you, smart you about gotta it. Keep, you got to keep fighting even whenever you're losing. I think he, he knows the shelf life is, is small in, the, in oh a sport God, like it's MMA. So slow. Or so, so A guy small just died yesterday, 33 years old. Saw this. He, was, he switched to boxing. He was an MMA fighter. Yeah, right? got knocked in the head, brain bleed. But after, what, 12 years of getting strikes to the head, how many concussions, yeah. how many of this, these guys just, it's sad. There's a really short life for professional fighters. Yeah. The human brain is not supposed to be, it's not supposed to get all, all that like often. That. It's not supposed to bounce people who train to do it professionally, you know? And, uh, so it's really sad that Matt Haig, I think his name was, um, that he, you know, it's, 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 it's b- b- a bummer. And I know McGregor's smart enough to know that the only break he's taken was for his son who was just born recently. That's the only often because he just right. beat Alvarez to get, Two belts, first time in UFC history, and everyone going into that fight was saying, "I can't believe he's fighting." He just he fought Diaz two weeks after he beat Diaz to avenge that. Two weeks later, the Alvarez fight was announced for the belt at 155, and he already had the belt at 145. And I'm like, "This is insane! Why is he doing this right away?" And my one buddy, Mick Bentoncourt, who's a great comedian and writer, he was like, "The guy just he's he'll fight anyone there, and he's not the biggest McGregor fan." But he's but then he also said he goes Alvarez is going to mess him up. He didn't. McGregor yeah. killed him because McGregor now figured out how to face the guys who are wrestlers. His left is so deadly, and they know it's so deadly that he's learned to back up enough where he can still pop the guy when he goes down low. I, I think he's going to put up more of a fight than people think that he's going to. I think so too. Because I, I, I really loses, thought he that, saves face. He's not a boxer. Yeah. I'm MMA. If this were MMA, I'd kill Mayweather. Mayweather knows that. Yeah. So now he That's can still he talk shit. Like go that. come fight me in my world. I fought you in your world. And you're not going to fight me in my world. You bitch. Like he could still do yeah. all that shit talking. He does save face. And on top of it, he's a hundred million dollars richer. And it's been what two years since Mayweather. 
That's fine. Yeah, about yeah, two years. So he'll be a hundred million dollars with it, and with that hundred million, he's going to start his. I, I mean, he's still in a contract with UFC, but he's it's going to raise him to the level where he'll tell UFC, "You want me to fight again? I'm getting a piece of the co- company." Yeah, what's I want that a bigger purse like piece. on? UFC he gets like three stuff. to five million, I think, was his last one. I might be a little off on the numbers there. I meant to check earlier, but I think three million might have been his last one. And he gets endorsement deals and stuff like that. But that's nothing compared to what boxers do. Yeah. UFC was very smart about promoting UFC more than it was about promoting the fight. They did a brand more than. They did the brand more back than Back to individual. where we were talking earlier. Yeah. Which NFL like, versus NBA. Yeah. And, and Major League Baseball is too stupid with it. They're Major all, League they Baseball. They're doing, I don't think. They need some. I mean, the new commissioner gets it. But it's such an old boys network. He's slow to evolve. Yeah. They got guys like Chris Bryant and Mike Trout. Good-looking guys who look like they're going to be all-time greats. You should be their faces should be right. everywhere. Everywhere. The Saturday afternoon game should say Chris Bryant versus the, another star, <laughs> yeah. like the way the NBA do it. It was, yeah. it was Jordan versus Barkley, Jordan yeah. versus this guy, or LeBron versus this person. Like they promote you just their look stars. At, look into Chris Bryant's eyes and just oh know God. that everything's going to be okay. Ooh, those baby blues. I feel Woo! better about the world already. Woo. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they're just bad about it. It's just bad promoting on their end, especially since that World Series. Do you know that Game 7 of the World Series had 33% more viewers than Game 7 the year before of the NBA Finals? Wow. I mean, granted, you had the Cubs yeah. going to try to break a 108-year record than Cleveland. Man, that too. was so fun, though. It was such a great series. I know people who are like, oh, that was the first baseball game I ever watched. Are they all that fun? I go, no. But, no, I mean, no, you know, no, no. it's a fun game. Baseball's regional. Hockey has a prompt to where it's regional, where you, you're really into your teams. I only and give a shit about the Cubs. I've never watched I could watch a regular game because I'm a baseball nut, but I understand how the, the average person doesn't. Yeah. And football is once a week, so you don't care whatever game's on you're going to watch. Uh, yeah. With and the, the NBA being every few days. I mean, I, I know people who, will, if they're flipping through, will watch Cleveland versus – Toronto regular season game oh, because watch, there's some uh, fun athletes to watch. You'll watch any because you're a Dodger fan. Them, yeah. <laughs> if I'm flipping through and it's two teams I could give a shit about, I'm not, I'm not watching that NBA game. Yeah. I'll admit that. I'm going to be a fan, but I'm not. If there's if, oh, it's, oh. if it's two brutal teams where I'm like, I'm not. No. There I'm was a keep point watching, I was you know? watching like a Timberwolves-Nets game this season. Yeah, I'm not watching And I was that. like, man, I might have a problem. <laughs> you might. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Kyle, anything you want to plug? And thanks uh, for being on yeah. the podcast, man. I do a weekly show at the Comedy Bar on Thursdays with T Murph uh, at 8 o'clock. It's called Upstand? Upstand. Yeah, it sucks. The name sucks. Dude, the names don't matter. The name doesn't matter. The show's it's called great. Canadians Talking Sports because yeah. I don't want to explain it to people. Yeah. The show's great, uh, but the name sucks. Uh, Lincoln Lodge, every Friday, we come back in September. Uh, look for us at a new venue. And You're on Twitter? Uh, yeah, at Kyle Scanlon, same on Instagram, and then uh, check out the Whiskey Journal every day. Whiskey for- Journal you would love. I share a lot of articles a lot because I think they're very well written. Yeah, you're a sweet boy. Oh, thank you so much. All right, well, that's been the podcast. It means talking sports. Uh, check us out on the Punch Drunk Network. You can also listen on iTunes, which write a review. It goes a long way there. SoundCloud and as well as my website, JoeKillGallon.com. Thanks. Uh, check us out on the Punch Drunk Network. You can also listen 